0: Um, I'm sorry, are you diner shaming me? What'd you have for breakfast today?
1: So today, I woke up actually, like, like, on time, because my friend Megan and I were gonna, like, go buy some shoes in downtown Boston, which is an event, of course.
0: For those that don't know... Allison's sleep schedule, waking up early for an event is a rarity, so shoe buying is important.
1: It, it truly is. Um, waking me up is a chore. Um, that's, that's really putting it lightly. <laughs> 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 um, Brian, would you like to describe how you get me up?
0: Uh, or how I pass the time by waking you up? Well, I usually put on an episode or two of Mr. Robot. Um, I've gotten through an entire episode of Reconcilable Differences before trying to wake you up. Um, but my favorite is gently going, "Hey, hey, Allison, it's time to wake up. Sleepy girl, time to wake up and you're just like, mm, no, go away and you just turn over and ignore me entirely, you're like, okay, that's fine, which means that a, there is a slightly conscious part of you that is actively rejecting waking up. <laughs> and B, you are nowhere near, like conscious and you are nowhere near enough sleep to actually function. So I'll usually kill some time and then every few minutes check in. Hey, you awake? And by the time it's like one or two, I'm like, okay, this is a little ridiculous. She may be upset at me for doing this, but I'm going to shake her awake. I shake you awake and nothing happens. <laughs> so long story short, it's a, it's an, it's more of an art than a science. And I am nowhere near Picasso.
1: Honestly, what you don't know is that... Um... <laughs> I actually just don't want to hang out with you. <laughs> I'm just waiting what? for you to leave. I'm like, maybe no, that's if I not pretend true. I'm asleep, he'll just leave.
0: That's not true. It's not right. Okay, good. But it, but it could be. <sighs> uh Let's make it not true and talk about <laughs> uh diners. Well, wait. No, no, I didn't. We're a I didn't podcast.
1: describe what I had for breakfast this morning.
0: Oh, right. We. Did. <laughs> so it's like you don't r- even care question. what I
1: have to say.
0: I care a lot about what you had to say, but we went off on a tangent. What would you have for breakfast this morning?
1: Today, <laughs> I woke up early. I know it's hard to believe, but I woke up early and um, I had a bowl of Crispix with 2% lactaid and a banana sliced up on top. And uh, I let it sit for like half an hour to get nice and soggy.
0: You're disgusting. You know that?
1: (laughs) It wasn't actually half an hour, but it was a good five to ten minutes.
0: Okay, I was going to say a half hour is untenable for anything.
1: Crispix is the best when it gets a little bit soggy.
0: I've never had Crispix.
1: Crispix are amazing, and after we record, I'm going to go have a bowl of it.
0: My dad woke up this morning and made pancakes, and they were absolutely delicious. I don't know if he used his own sourdough starter like he's been... um like he's been wont to do recently, but he is quite uh, quite the breakfast chef. Uh, he made delicious, delicious pancakes, and we were low on syrup, so guess what we did? We covered it in Nutella. We covered each pancake in our stacks in Nutella. They looked like cakes, like not pancakes, like legitimate pieces of round little cake, and it was delicious. I don't know why I never thought of this before.
1: That is hateful.
0: What's hateful is that you think breakfast is a savory time, to quote another episode, and you probably would not appreciate Nutella on pancakes for breakfast.
1: Listen, I'm not a monster. (laughs) I just prefer savory breakfast most of the time. But if someone confronts me with a beautiful pancake that looks like a little cake, like a little layer cake... I'm not going to be the monster that turns that down. That sounds delicious.
0: It is quite delicious. And one day you will have it when you come visit me. Um,
1: Well, you see, this is the really good thing about diners, because whoever's in your party can have whatever they want for breakfast.
0: I have had moments in diners where we go there for breakfast. It's like 11, 1130. And I don't give a crap. I want a freaking sandwich.
1: Yeah, no, and you can do that because diners give you the freedom to make your own choices. You can live free or die.
0: (laughs) But we're not in New Hampshire. Neither of us live in New Hampshire. Do we, though? Uh, We got to... Well, because part of the reason you go to restaurants anyway so that everyone can get what they want but there's also the decision to well where are we going to go do we want like italian food or chinese food do we want burgers do we want uh, buffalo wild wings which i've never been to but that was the first example that popped into my head like you have to make the decision to go to a specific place to narrow down the genre of food you want do we want to go to a metal concert do we want to go to a dubstep show do we want to see an acoustic show no you have to like make that decision beforehand but if you go to a diner anyone can get whatever food they want and it's almost always good. I think
1: a diner is also a unifying experience right? It's like I'm rarely like with a group of people and suggest a diner and have someone be like mm, no you know? Yeah. Like I don't want to be friends with those people.
0: It's so weird when people are like I don't really like diners I I, I just don't get it.
1: It's like, no, I, I don't get you, and uh, I don't think we should be friends, and uh, please stop ripping my heart right from my chest and eating it.
0: So diners are known for their all-day breakfasts, almost like our lives, honestly. And what what times of day do you usually get what? Because I mentioned that I get sandwiches relatively early in the morning if I really, 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 really want a sandwich, but are you the kind of person that will go to a diner for all-day breakfast?
1: You know what? Yes. Honestly, I'm also the kind of person, Brian knows this about me and we haven't talked about it much on this podcast, but I do this uh, phenomenon called panic ordering often. Um, I'll have like a couple of different options in mind and the options vary wildly, right? So I, I won't decide what I want until the waiter comes over and looks me in the eyes and is like, what do you want? And they see the fear. They see it. It's real. And then I, I like let the spirit guide me. and then I just order like what feels right in that moment. And it's and like I usually never regret it.
0: I always regret my panic orders. You turn me on to panic orders. I'm always the person that can't make a decision because I have a very, very regimented uh, thing that goes through my head every single time I order something. But you make amazing, amazing panic orders. And going to a diner with you and not realizing like what you're going to get until you actually are confronted with that decision is a magical experience to behold.
1: I also, I don't know, it's kind of the kind of person I am, right? Like, I... I'm a decisive kind of person. If there's a decision to be made, I will just make it and hope that whatever decision that is that I make in the moment is the best one.
0: Which makes diners perfect for you because you're able to go to a diner and get almost anything you want, which means you can panic order between a Western omelet and like fish and chips.
1: Right. Yeah. And like, honestly, like depending on where you're going, hopefully both of those things are good. So neither is a bad choice.
0: Uh, focusing on in on breakfast for a second, what is your ultimate, ultimate, ultimate diner breakfast?
1: I'll always go with the breakfast sandwich, you know? I, I know myself, and I know what I want, and most of the time, that is a sausage, egg, and cheese sandwich. And, like, honestly, they're pretty hard to, like, mess up, which is, like, I mean, I'm, I will trust a diner. I will trust a diner with the food that is going into me, but, like, it's a very hard meal to, like, mess up
0: i agree uh my follow-up question was going to be does that decision to get a breakfast sandwich at a diner encroach your uh Dunkin' donuts decision but you answer that you still get sausage egg and cheese now my follow-up to that follow-up that i didn't actually ask uh what do you believe is the difference between a uh, Dunkin' breakfast sandwich and a uh, diner breakfast sandwich what differentiates them to the point where you would choose to go to a diner to get this sandwich
1: I mean, I think that's a pretty obvious choice. I don't think it is. You should say it. (laughs) A Dunkin' sausage, egg, and cheese. It's like, you can't see me right now, but I'm, like, air quoting, sausage (gasps) and eggs and cheese. Mm. Like, when you go to a diner, it's actual, like, real food that is actually cooked. Because, like, it's it's a real egg that has been cracked. Like, and the sausage is not, like... Well, I mean, it could be a frozen patty. I don't know. It it depends on the diner, I suppose. But I think, honestly, the the fresh egg is really what does it. And if it's, like, any, like, regular restaurant, they're not going to, like, do a frozen Jimmy Dean sausage or Jimmy Dean, like, egg, like, slab. It's going to be an actual like real cracked egg. And that really is what makes a difference.
0: That's true. But honestly, to me, that's why the breakfast sandwich is so versatile, because it kind of masks all of that together. Breakfast sandwiches are delicious. But for me, when I'm sitting down getting something at a diner, I want a platter of food that I eat with a fork and knife. I really don't want something unless I'm getting a savory sandwich like a hamburger or something like that, uh, BLT, Reuben, something like that. I do not want to get a breakfast sandwich at a diner simply because, to me, that is the breakfast you get at Dunkin' Donuts or a fast food place.
1: I guess that makes sense. And, like, sometimes if I'm going to a diner and I'm hungry, like, I'm going to get a huge plate of food. Like, I'll get an omelet with, like, breakfast sausage and then, like, hash browns on the side. But, like, if if I'm going and I'm at a pretty, like, good level, I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to go with... My standby of the sandwich. I also have this, like, thing that, like, I'm trying to find the best breakfast sandwiches in the world. Like, when I go to a new place, I want to try the the best breakfast sandwiches there and see how they compare to the other breakfast sandwiches I've had.
0: That is a valiant, valiant, valiant thing for you to do. And I... Really love that you're actually doing that project and I love being a part of that project with you. Here's the thing for me. You mentioned sometimes wanting to get like a massive plate of food just to like have a lot of food. For me, when I go to a diner, that is my MO. To find like the breakfast special where for like $10, $12 you can get... A ridiculous amount of food and then i always add a corn muffin to it i don't care where i am i don't care what the food is i will always 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 add a corn muffin to whatever meal i get at a diner
1: yeah you are really about the corn muffins i think my, my heart has been hurt too many times by corn muffins what
0: corn muffins have you had that are hurting your heart that's terrible
1: the like dry ones I'm, like, not into dry... Like, I want my cornbread with, like, little bits of corn in it. <laughs> I'm always reminded... This is such a random thing to, like, be reminded about. But um, do you remember the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy? That cartoon? I never watched that show. So I used to watch, like, the heck out of that show. I used to watch it all the time, and I really liked it. And I think it's why I have such a morbid sense of humor, honestly. And um, there's the one character in the show who I forget now. He's like an adult who like maybe is sort of an antagonist but in this one episode he like was making cornbread I think because he was like sad and he was making cornbread to make himself feel better and he's stirring it it just cuts to him like stirring the bowl and he goes real corn makes it special and that's always (laughs) what I think (laughs) it's like real corn makes it special so I always want real corn in my cornbread
0: Cornbread is dry inherently. I love it to death. It's hella dry, but you know what you do to combat that? You slather it in butter. I am embarrassing when it comes to putting butter on cornbread because I will just every single bite put a little bit more on to cover just the bite I'm about to have. Um, I'll
1: say. It, <laughs> no, you're not embarrassing with your butter. You're fine.
0: Well, yeah, it's my favorite thing is when you go to a diner, which is like I get Dunkin' Donuts corn muffins relatively often but going to a diner they always grill it and it is way yeah you know a
1: grilled muffin a grilled muffin is like honestly probably the quickest way to my heart you know i think we should probably transition a little bit into like not that talking about muffins isn't like this satisfying but i think we should have probably a whole muffin episode Mm -hmm. i'm saying we should really talk about our top three diners
0: i wholeheartedly agree uh corn makes it better no i'm sorry real corn (laughs) makes it better
1: real corn makes it special special
0: that's what it was writing that down special okay cool uh my top three diners
1: i think you should start in like ascending oh no uh, you should start with i am going
0: in ascending order but i have an opening statement Okay. Uh, my top three diners are all places where I've had divine, divine, divine meals. They are not egg slot where I've been once and it's been ingrained in my brain. These are places I frequent and places I love and places that have become part of my DNA.
1: You've never been to egg slut. I, Don't talk to me that way. You're right.
0: No, but you've only been to egg slut once and it made your top three sandwiches. What I mean is these are all places where I am a patron saint of them. That made no sense. They are, like, holy places in my mind.
1: (laughs) They are your patron saint. The patron saint of your heart is a hurricane. Carlos Williams poem.
0: Should we start a poetry podcast? We're not going to start a poetry podcast, are we?
1: There are already a lot of them, to be honest. That's
0: true. Well, they're podcasts where uh, they do poetry, but there's no, like, poetry analysis podcast that I've heard of.
1: Well, I mean, actually, there used to be a podcast that I really loved. It was the only real podcast that I listened to before I met you. It was called um, Slam Center, and it was this uh, podcast run by actually my friend Zeke, who is in my house right now, and (laughs) uh, my former coach and friend Kevin Spack, who uh, they would go to all the national poetry competitions, and they would um, like talk about poems and, like, the competition value of poems and talk about um, shot calls that people would make. Like, they would have interviews with people after bouts and be like, so why did you do that call? And then they'd talk about, like, all of the calls that they made. And it was super, super enlightening, especially as a young person in Slam, to hear why the vets would, like, throw certain poems in certain slots and, like, what they were thinking about while that kind of stuff was happening. It was honestly a really great podcast, but because they weren't like funded or whatever, they like couldn't afford to go to all of those like competitions. So it kind of just dissolved.
0: I would also like to plug uh, Jamie Mortara's amazing, amazing, amazing uh, voicemail poems, which if you like poems in auditory form, as I'm sure most podcast listeners do, voicemailpoems.org. It's magnificent. Alison Trude. I'm also published there. Oh yeah, you are. That's right. You are published there. It is a uh, delightful, delightful poem. Allison Truge, uh, your number yes. three diner. Go.
1: Okay. So I am going to say this one I, I thought would be higher up on the list, but when I really thought about it, I had to say that this is third. It is a diner called The Palace, which is down the street from my childhood home in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. In fact, it's actually in Butstown, Pennsylvania. Yes, <gasps> wait, like Butstown. Butstown.
0: There's yes. a Butztown, New Jersey where hot dog Johnny's is. Is that's not the same, is it? Hot dog Johnny's. Hot dog Johnny's. Uh but no, is um that's not Jersey. It's a Pennsylvania Jersey, it? Dutch
1: thing. No, Butztown, Pennsylvania. Butstown, huh. in fact. But I I just said it to clarify. Um, the area of Bethlehem. So uh it's right there. It is completely unassuming when you're on the outside of it. It just kind of looks like a like sort of like It's not even that it's 50s in a kitschy kind of way. It's 50s as in they haven't renovated it since the 50s. (laughs) So it's like... um, It's got kind of like... Almost like tribal sort of designs on the outside. It's kind of weird. And it has like kind of the pastel pink and like the, the teal. And it's just like... The the reason you know that it's super good is that every time you go in there, it's just filled with old people. Just, like, <laughs> super old people, and that's how you know it's good because if a lot of old people are there, it means it's cheap and it means that it's good food, and that is exactly how I, I would describe it. They, like, I've never had a bad meal there. I would usually get, like, patty melts. I've gotten, like, they have a bunch of cakes and stuff that they make, like, in-house there, and it's just, it, it reminds me of, like being like at theater rehearsal and we have an hour before rehearsal starts and we're all hungry but like none of us have a car so it was the place where we could like walk and have a quick meal that was like super duper cheap cuz none of us had any money and then we just kind of like go on our way and it just it reminds me of like really good times in my life and going there with a bunch of friends When it's like really late at night and all of our other friends were like going and drinking and stuff. And that was not our game at all. It like super wasn't. So it'd be like, well, guess we're going to do this tonight. We're going to hit the Barnes and Noble and then we're going to go to the palace.
0: (laughs) What is it about nostalgic diner design, like 50s diner design with the chrome and the pastel that really makes it? Like what is it about diners that screams nostalgia?
1: I mean, there's, like, an industry for nostalgia now, right? Oh, definitely. It's, like, we all we all want to, like, feel like we're a part of a bygone era, and so many people romanticize that era in particular, and in particular, the kind of diners that arose. So it's, like, yeah, I, I guess, like, you always think a diner and you think 50s for the most part. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, that's why all the Westerns exist, because none of the Western movies are exactly at all like Western culture really really was my number three is something that i'm probably gonna get a lot of crap for uh joe Steele, prepare your uh, twitter machine fire on up your twitter apps um denny's denny's the chain everywhere in america is my number three simply because it is not good food but it is great food denny's is great if you disagree (laughs) you're wrong
1: i will say this about denny's two things about denny's two-parter one, they have a sandwich called the Grand Slamwich and at every poetry competition I've ever been to, we have gone to a Denny's and I have ordered that sandwich and it has never disappointed. So I will say that for Denny's. The second thing I'll say for Denny's, well, this is I'll, this is something I'll say to you, Brian, is that you have never been to a Waffle House. So I kind of don't know what, I don't want to like hear what you have to say about Denny's until you've been to a proper Waffle House.
0: Um, I'm sorry, are you diner shaming me?
1: Uh, I am.
0: <laughs> uh, similar to your story about having a nostalgic place to go for when, uh, you had no money and no car and couldn't drink, Denny's for me was where my friends and I would go late night when nowhere else was open, and I would always order, uh, tiny, tiny plates. Like they have these, like, two, three, four dollar plates that are, uh, you know, uh, sausage and, uh, sausage gravy and biscuits, uh, like, a single waffle, a uh, few eggs, things like that. I would just order and order and order those for hours with my friends. We would drink coffee and of, like, two or three in the morning at our local Denny's, and it was magical. So that is what Denny's means to me as well.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a good one. I understand that. Like, even though the palace was a place that was available to us, they weren't open particularly late. So, like, whenever, like... Like, if there was a football game, we'd be going to Dairy Queen. Or, like, if it was after, like, the show, like, on any given night, we'd be at Perkins. So, like, I understand the chain sort of aspect. I'm just saying that there is a beautiful beautiful chain called Waffle House, and you've never been to one, Brian Hamilton, and we should fix that one day.
0: There's also the fact that when I worked in Philly and Camden, New Jersey, as a security guard at concerts, I would always be driving back super, super late uh, after a show, after tearing everything down, um, and I would always pass by a Denny's on the way back. And one of my favorite memories is being the only person in a Denny's in Pennsylvania, uh, eating all-you-can-eat pancakes by myself at like 1.30 in the morning. It was great.
1: That is a really romantic, like, version of you that I'm thinking of right now. (laughs) It's making me be like, oh.
0: In, In, like, a pitiful way or, like, a, yeah, I'm a grizzled security guard concert kind of way.
1: In kind of like a, oh, you're a guy with long hair, and if I had seen you in that Denny's, I would have, like, probably, like, texted all of my friends being like, there's a cute guy here and I
0: won't talk to him. I think I had short hair by that point. You know what? Really? Yeah, I did because this was after this was between my freshman and sophomore year of college, and I shaved my head my first week of college.
1: Oh, right, that was that era. Yeah. yeah, I probably I don't know about the shaved head, Brian.
0: Allison Trude, your number two diner switching off from shaved head, Brian.
1: Number two diner. I think this might be in one of your positions, Brian. But my number two diner is sound bites, which is uh in. Somerville, Massachusetts, right near where my old apartment used to be, and uh, it's just it. Their sign is in Comic Sans, like it's it's not a beautifully branded place, but like wow, have I had some beautiful, wonderful meals there, including. So their their whole shtick is kind of that, like their hash browns are basically mashed potatoes that have been fried, so it's kind of like a <laughs> like a potato pancake sort of scenario. And they have two breakfasts that I would go to. One was an omelette called like... Swine and Swiss. Yeah, it was the Swine and Swiss. You remember. And I would get sausage with Swiss cheese in an omelette. And it also came with hash browns. But what I have been doing recently whenever I go back there, now that I'm back in Somerville, um, I would do the Broadway Bowl because it's on Broadway. And it's like... A big bowl of like hash browns and eggs any style and a bunch of vegetables like peppers and all that kind of stuff. A whole avocado and in there then,
0: too.
1: And a whole avocado, tomatoes, Um, and then I get a side of sausage and I like piece it up inside of there.
0: That is my favorite yeah. thing to get at Sound Bites as well. That diner means a lot to us because it was right by your old apartment and we would go there almost every weekend. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, it was really, really important to us. This is also
0: the only diner I've ever seen where coffee is self-serve, where you order a mug and it's empty. And then whenever you want more coffee, you just go up to the giant carafes, and you can get iced coffee. You can get hazelnut infused coffee. You can get Nutella coffee. Why did I say Nutella coffee? That's not a thing. You can get any kind of coffee you want and then add whatever you want to it. And I was always amazed by that because A, the trust they put in their patrons to actually do that relatively neatly. And B, their mugs are amazing. It's the SoundBites logo, which is again, not that great, but they come in like what, 20 different colors or something ridiculous like that? Yeah,
1: it's really cute. Honestly, I don't like the self-serve aspect of Sound Bites. I feel like, I don't know, it's it's like a weird thing and when it's a busy day, it's like the traffic to and from the coffee station is kind of weird. But I love that place to death. I will always go back there. It's like so important to me.
0: It is so important to me. It is I
1: want to know I want to know your number 2
0: diner. It is not Sound Bites. Uh it is the Ewing Diner in Ewing, New Jersey. This place Used to be a I want to say a crappy diner. I just never been there. It was completely uh not noteworthy before it was renovated. It was renovated maybe four or five years ago, and my god, this diner is without a doubt one of the best diners I've ever had. Uh, in this sl- uh, in in this slot, I couldn't decide to put um the reigning champion of new jersey diners mass stories uh which is another place i really 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 enjoy m- more for dinners than breakfast but um recently mass stories has gone a little downhill and i'm not the biggest fan of it anymore compared to the ewing diner which is like half the distance and way better for uh, a lot of different sandwiches and uh breakfasts
1: you took me to the ewing diner right yes
0: you've been to both mass stories and the ewing diner uh
1: yeah no good places
0: Ewing Diner, uh, my favorite thing about that uh, that's not necessarily breakfast related is that with no matter what sandwich you get, you get a free bowl of soup. And it's almost always really, really, really good soup. (laughs) And I love that. I don't know why. (laughs) Soup is good. Soup is good. And my favorite breakfast to get there, which, again, is not technically a breakfast, but it's uh, their Monte Cristo sandwich, which is uh, French toast, ham, Swiss, turkey. And French fries. And because it is a French toast base, I consider it breakfast, and I cover the thing in maple syrup. It is weird. Yum. I love it. And it's, again, technically not a breakfast, but who doesn't like soup for breakfast?
1: That is so yummy sounding. Uh... Oh,
0: man, we have to go back there sometime soon. Oh, no. How terrible.
1: Well, I mean... Let's see what your uh, what your throat feels like after getting your tonsils out.
0: Oh yeah, that's a that's you most certainly <laughs> will
1: not be able to go.
0: Out. I'm getting tonsil surgery this week and uh, I cannot eat solid foods. But Allison is visiting and uh, we probably cannot go out to the diner <laughs> while I am. But that's gonna be fine. So what's your number one? No, you're number two. Oh, that sounds good. No, I did. Yeah, I
1: did. My number so two. you're number, so number one. You want to know my number one? Okay, so uh, I don't know if your answer is going to be the same, and I don't want to pressure you into making this, like, the same.
0: I know what you're going to say. It's not this.
1: Well, okay, but it's this for me because I actually love you. Um, (laughs) I'm going to pick. So it's right down the street from Soundbites near my old apartment. It's uh, Kelly's Diner in Somerville, which is actually its claim to fame. Like, it was on diners, drive-ins, and dives and all that kind of stuff. It's gotten a ton of awards. It's, like, a classic um diner that like looks like you could drive away with it like <laughs> it's in one of those like cars and uh it is the diner where Brian and I went the like morning that we decided that we were going to be boyfriend and girlfriend and so it just like we we go back there for a lot of our anniversaries not as much now because like we live so far apart but yeah it's just it it's really important to me and also like they have just super super good food. They like uh, I always get the um just like sausage eggs and hash browns and it's so basic, but it's so good.
0: Well, now I feel like a crappy boyfriend
1: <laughs> for not choosing that. Well, I mean, I I guess you just don't love me. It's it's fine. Um I'm glad I could figure out this way on our podcast that we share together.
0: Is it bad that Well, part of the reason is that, you know, Kelly's means a lot to me too, but I do not remember a single thing about their food. All I remember is being there with you and falling in love with you there.
1: So I guess I was so enchanting that you forgot how good the food is at Kelly's. The
0: only memory of the food I have there is a... Favorite picture of me that you took where I'm laughing about something in this diner, and there's a single piece of bacon left on the uh, plate because we were all finished, and I had just a single piece of bacon left. Every single time I post that picture anywhere or make it a profile picture on a social network, everyone says, "Brian, why are you leaving that single piece of bacon on that plate? You are terrible. Why are you le- leaving it there for someone else to take?" Like, no, I just haven't gotten to it yet. It's
1: just totally despicable. Totally despicable. Like that slice of bacon.
0: You know. We have not been back there in a while. Uh they are cash only, which is a little annoying, uh but dear god, they are a wonderful wonderful diner uh from what I remember. <laughs> and I love them. They're going really there
1: with my you. favorite. Yeah, they're really one of my favorite diners of all time. They have they nail it on the aesthetic and they have like gruff um like like steely New England women as the waitresses, which is always a favorite of mine. And it's just it's just The best. And it reminds me of, like, falling in love with uh, this little guy over here.
0: Hey. Hey. No loving me. Tell me me. your number one. No loving me. That's not allowed.
1: Top that.
0: (laughs) You know what I'm going to say for my number one. You say it.
1: I don't know what you're going to say for your number one. Really?
0: You're joking. I...
1: Am I just having a brain fart? You've never
0: been there, but it's the diner that I literally wake up early to go to in Boston. Number one, Mike's City Diner. This place is really, really tiny. It closes at three every single day, which is infuriating and possibly uh, like challenges its definition as a diner. Because one of my favorite things about diners is that they're open ridiculous hours and you can go there at two in the morning and have a cheesesteak. But Mike's City Diner. I have right. so many memories of going to this place, staying up all night, studying or watching movies or something, and then walking from my dorm at Northeastern over to this place to be the very first person there at six in the morning when it opens to get their breakfast special. It's just called the weekday special. The most innocuous name you could possibly get. Allison Truge, let me tell you, this platter of food is $7. It's massive. It comes with a whole plate of hash browns. Three eggs your style. Bacon or sausage. I do bacon all the time. Toast and coffee for $7. It is the most ridiculously cheap breakfast. You can get anywhere. It always fills me up. And so this place is just Stockholm syndromed me into going back there all the time. I figured out the optimal bus route from uh, your place to here because they only do this from 6 a.m. to 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. So when you wake up for work, I always go downtown with you. We split off. I go to the diner and then we go about our merry way for the rest of the day. You doing your work and me doing my quote-unquote work it's real work it's video work anyway uh this place (laughs) is just magical i bring everyone i love there except for you because you will not wake up that early (laughs) to go to a diner with me before work (laughs) and it's infuriating but
1: it's my brand my brand is being hard to awake is
0: your brand being hard to awake or your brand breakfast
1: have you tried whispering into an acorn your most secret desires and leaving it by a brook in order to awaken me? For
0: I am Usador, wizard of the 12th throne of Ephesius, master of light and shadow, devourer of ca. I got it wrong already. Anyway, uh, Alice and Trudge, we need to go there one day, very, 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 very soon. Please.
1: I mean, if you like me, I'll think about it. <laughs>